For those of you who've been here and have been tracking with this series, I've been asking you each week, are you prepared? But I'm not going to ask you that question tonight because if you're not prepared right now, it's too late, right? It's game over. Um, if you haven't bought gifts yet, it's too bad. Uh, if you haven't got your food sorted yet, it's too bad. If you don't know where you're going and when you need to be there tomorrow, it's too bad. It's too late. Um, so I'm not going to ask you if you're prepared, but I am going to ask you one question. And this is a question that we never quite get sorted in our house every Christmas. And it's this very important question about Christmas. Gift vouchers, are they okay as gifts or not? No, stop giving them. No. Show of hands. Who says yes to a gift voucher? Who says no to a gift voucher? Because, like, it's, it's this contentious thing, isn't it? Because... Um, gift vouchers have an upside because then people get what they want, right? And they're easy, let's face it. Um, but they have a downside too because they're sort of a bit impersonal, don't they? They don't really say, oh, I know you so well, so well that I didn't know what to get you. Here's a gift voucher. Um, but of course, the other thing when you give a gift voucher is you're not actually giving a gift. You ever thought about that? Because no one keeps the gift voucher, do they? And says, look what I got to give. The, the whole point of a gift voucher is you take it somewhere else and you get an actual present at a future point in time. So the, the gift voucher is not really a gift. It's just kind of a symbol of a gift that is yet to come. Does that make sense? Um, so, it, so look, just for the record, I'm not a gift voucher person, but uh, each to their own, each to their own. We're in the final week of a series in this church that we're calling Here Comes. And we've been talking about the coming of Christmas I guess to be more accurate, we've been talking about the coming of Jesus at Christmas. Because most people know that there's some religious thing that happens at Christmas, right? Most people kind of know that Christmas has something to do with Jesus and there's that whole sort of Jesus is the reason for the season thing that, that you might have heard. And, and, and people who've been around it a bit might know that, uh, that Christmas is Jesus' birthday. But in this series, we're asking, so what? I mean, so what? So Jesus was born, he had a birthday, everyone who's born has a birthday. So what? Why, why does it matter? Why is it important? And I guess most importantly for us, why is it important to me? Why is it important to me living in Australia 2,000 some years after all this stuff happened? Why is the birth of Jesus important to me? other than sort of it being of interesting historical fact. How does it actually make a difference to my life? And that's what this series is about. We've sort of been, been digging into the Christmas story beyond the, the sort of the normal stuff, you know, the shepherds and the wise men and that kind of the little nativity scene that you see in a shop window, trying to dig sort of below that and find out what it is about Christmas that makes it important for us 2,000 years later. Because most people know a bit about the Christmas story, right? I mean, and, and as a story goes, it's a good story. I mean, it's got, uh, it's got heroes. I mean, Mary and Joseph, they're great, aren't they? These two cute little kids, they're so innocent and, and you know, they're the kind of heroes of the story. It's got a villain, King Herod. He's a nasty guy. He wants to get rid of Jesus. He doesn't know, doesn't know who Jesus is or where he was born, so he just kills Every kid under two years old in that whole area figuring he's got to be one of these, we'll just kill them all. 
If you didn't, if you didn't know that, Herod, he doesn't get a show in a lot of those little nativity scenes in the uh, in the shop window. You know, there's no guy there killing babies. But it's a, read it. It's a part of the story, right? It's there. It's a good story. It's got great supporting actors. I mean, it's got shepherds and wise men, and you know, they've always got big colour and flowing capes, and uh, it's got cute animals. Like every story, you know, if you have cute animals. Uh, every manger scene's always got cute little sheep and little cows, and you know, that's right, my daughter's going, yes, cute animals. <laughs> what you might not know, what you might not know, is that the Christmas story is really a love story. The reason that people remembered the Christmas story. That the, the reason that people asked around and, and got the story together and wrote it down, the reason that they told their kids this story, the reason that those kids told their kids this story, and the reason that this story has been passed on for generation and generation, for, of, uh, generation, and generation for thousands of years, is that at its heart, the Christmas story is a love story. And I'm not talking about Mary and Joseph. John was one of Jesus' first followers. He was a young guy that lived with Jesus, travelled with him, heard him talk, saw the things that he did. He was right there for all of it. And as an old man, a generation after the death and the resurrection of Jesus, he would sit down to write down his memories, his recollections. Essentially, he would write a biography of Jesus. And he would say this, He would say this about the birth of Jesus. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son. He sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Christmas is a love story. It's a story about a God who loved the world, loved the world so much that he would do anything to bring back people, to bring back the world to himself. It's like one of those... Hollywood rom-coms, you know the way those, they're all the same story, right? Is that the couple get together, they get together, and then right near the end, there's always some kind of breakup, isn't there? Uh, and and usually, it's usually the guy, I don't know why it is, it's usually the guy decides that he really does want the girl, and so he goes to, he goes to some crazy length to prove that he really does love the girl in the rom-com, usually embarrassing himself in some sort of public way to declare his love and to win the girl back. God is that guy in the story. He's that guy that would give everything to bring the world back to him. He's that guy that has decided that he cannot live without. He is so desperately in love with this world that he will do whatever it takes to bring the world back into relationship with him. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. 
the message of Christmas is that God is so desperate, crazy, in love with you, in love with you, that he would go to any length. He would literally give up his son to win you back. Jesus is a sign. Jesus is really the original Christmas present, right? He's, he's the sign. He's the thing that God is kind of saying, I love you this much. Christmas is a love story where God presents Jesus as his demonstration of love for a hurting, broken, lost world. God is so desperately in love with you. He is so desperate to have you back that he gave his only son, literally let him die so that he could have a relationship with you. And I know some of you are thinking, hang on, Jesus dying, isn't that the Easter story? Aren't we here at Christmas? Why are we telling the Jesus dying story? Here's the mic drop moment at Christmas. And if you've been zoning out so far, this is the little, just pay attention for the next 10 seconds. When God says that he loves you so much that he gave Jesus, Christmas isn't the real gift. Easter is the real gift. God sending Jesus at Christmas isn't the real gift. The real gift is when God sends Jesus to the cross to die for you. Christmas is like a gift voucher. Right, Christmas is, Christmas is when you open the envelope and you see this and you go, wow, this is so cool. But it's not really the gift. You look at it and you know it's so cool because you know that at some point in the future, this piece of paper tells you that something really good is coming your way. The real gift comes later. Jesus' birth is like a gift voucher to us. And 33 years later, that same little baby grew into a man who was executed, horrifically executed on a cross for your sin and for my sin. And that's God's real gift to you. Christmas is a love story where God says, I love you so much that I'm going to let my son die so that I can have you back in relationship with me. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because it's that moment when we open the gift, when we see the voucher, and when we know that something fantastic is going to come our way. When Matthew, another one of Jesus' kind of close band of mates, when he wrote down uh, a biography of Jesus' life, he explained it like this, Matthew 1.21. She, talking about Mary, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save their people from their sins. It's right there. Right at the very beginning of his life are already the shadows of what's going to come. Jesus giving up his life on a cross and saving you and me from our sins. That's the real good news. That's the real wow moment of Christmas. That's the real gift of Christmas. 
And the truth is, we wouldn't even be celebrating Christmas if it weren't for that gift at Easter. In fact, historically, this is, this is a, a kind of actual fact. You wouldn't even know who Jesus was if it weren't for Easter. If Easter never happened, not only would you not know the Christmas story, you wouldn't even know who Jesus was. No one would have paid any attention to this guy. He was a poor guy in a backwater of the Roman Empire. He meant nothing to nobody. There's, there's nothing. And you might read some of the stories of the Bible and go, wow, that was really cool. There is no way that any of us would even know that this guy lived if it weren't for Easter. It's only after that that people started to pay attention to what Jesus had said. It's only after he died and rose again. That's the party trick. It's only then that people went, wow, we should pay attention to this guy and to what he said about himself and to what he said about God. Jesus is the real present to us at Christmas. Jesus is the gift given to us by God. That's what makes Christmas so important. That's what makes Christmas so important historically, but it's also today what makes Christmas so important to you and to me. I know this is kind of cliche to say, but it's absolutely true to say that it's not the presents. And it, it's not the parties, it's not the food and the music, it's not the holidays, it's not even the nativity story that makes Christmas so important and so special. Christmas is an annual reminder that God loved us so much that he would send his son, his son would leave heaven and come to earth as a little baby that he would grow up as a human and understand our pain and understand our life and understand and, and literally kind of put himself in our shoes. Only so that he could die. Only so that he could take all of the sin and the mess and the junk that is in your life and is in mine, all the rubbish that's been done to us, all the rubbish that we've done, that he could take that upon himself so that you could be free free and, and, and restored in your relationship with the God who created you and loves you. Christmas is just an annual reminder that that life began. That God loved you so much that he couldn't bear the thought of a world without relationship with you. And Jesus is his give it all answer and solution to win you back. Jesus lived and died, was born and lived and died so that you could have a relationship with God forever. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. And yet we, you know, we have the nativity story, whatever, but we're not really celebrating that. We're celebrating the other end of that life. This is just a reminder that that life began. Does that make sense? That's what we celebrate at Christmas. 